Welcome to the Eden Podcast, where we true the verse of Genesis 3.16, and we discover that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. This is First Saturday, February 2024. I'm Bruce E. Fleming, Executive Director of the True 316 Foundation, and we're the home of the Eden Podcast. And we have our special Zoom question and answer sessions, the first Saturday of every month. So welcome aboard, and we're glad to have you. Today, I'd like to share with you a special worksheet I've put together, so I'll just jump right onto that. And this part will be recorded, and the other part won't. So uh, if you have questions and answers, we'll talk about them. But I want to sh share the screen here first. If I can hit the right button. Here we go. Share screen. It looks like Christmas, but I didn't intend it to look like Christmas. I just thought, you know, red light, stop, green light, go. Uh, then afterwards, I thought, oh, looks like Christmas. Do you, everybody, you see this? And give me a wave if you can see it. All right. So what I'm going to do is make this as big as I can. Uh, there we go. And this is a brand new True 316 Pass Fail Worksheet. <laughs> on Genesis 3.16, based on the research of my wife, Dr. Joy Fleming. So PhD, you know what kind of doctorate that is. PSYD, that's a doctorate in psychology. So she has two earned doctorates. And her in, insights are at the foundation of everything we get to do, especially on Genesis 2 and 3. She's an Old Testament professor, and I'm a professor in practical theology, and I specialize in the New Testament passages on women and men. So let's ask this question. Uh, does a version show the meaning of the Hebrew words? What kind of meaning? Well, there's bad news and there's good news in Genesis 3.16. And once we have the attack by Satan and the serpent in Genesis 3.1, we notice that they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we got good news, bad news here. And there's mixed fruit then from the tree and there's mixed re, re, uh, results. So as you go through Genesis chapter 3, you're going to see the good news and the bad news. Or maybe you, you haven't noticed it. In Joy's dissertation, she was very careful to outline the entire chapters 2 and 3 in Hebrew. And uh, it's just fantastic. If you'd like to get a copy of that, not too many people work at that level, but you can. Uh, it's a, Her dissertation is available at true316.com slash shop. And then just click on the uh, dissertation. You can order that. And I recommend you look at chapters three and four. And uh, there's a lot of Hebrew in there, but it's it's written in English. So you can figure out the meaning from that. All right. So based on that, does a version, a version. To have an aversion to something means to not like it. But that's not what I'm going for. A version meaning a version of the Bible. So a version would be the NIV or the New American Standard or the ESV or the Living Bible, or you get the idea. So whatever version of the Bible you have, you can take a look at that and just go through this pass-fail worksheet. Now, there are 11 Hebrew words. We're not going to hit all 11 in Genesis 3.16, but we're going to hit the keywords. So let's start out with the very first one in line one. So God says to the woman, multiplying first two words multiplying i will multiply so it means i'm really going to do this and that's a that's a, when you put those two words together multiplying i will multiply two in hebrew then that's usually a well two other places in the old testament it's a it's an introduction to a blessing okay 
So it's usually good news. So multiplying, I will multiply, sets us up for good news. But line one, word three is itzabon. The Hebrew word is itzabon, and that is not good news. That is bad news. So already the pattern is working here. So itzabon, and <clears throat> Joy says it's best translated sorrowful-toil or toil. So itzabon means toil. So this is bad news. One of the problems is that most of your translations don't even show this word as a separate word. They don't show the next one either, heron, as a separate word. If you go to the King James Version or the New King James Version, and there are some others, not many, you will see that God says, I will multiply, multiplying, I will multiply two things, word three and word four. So this is word three, but most translations have taken a different approach since 1950 and they are saying no it's not two separate words it's just one idea and it doesn't have anything to do with the two hebrew words we think it means pain in childbirth well when they did that it made it look like god basically cursed the woman and uh, it's had all kinds of bad fallout ever since so there's no curse on eve or adam and God didn't limit woman in any way in Genesis chapter 3. So anyhow, you're going to go back to your version. Take a look. Did they get itzabon right? Pass or fail? Did they list it as toil or did they list it as sorrowful toil or even sorrow? That would work. The point is this is, this is the result of working the ground God cursed because of the man's rebellion. How do we know that? Because itzabon is presented again in line in verse 17. And where God says, I'm going to curse the ground and you will have its a bone. Oh, I'm cursing the ground because of you, says to the man. Doesn't say it to her, I'm giving its a bone because of you, ma'am, but about you, man. So the result of working the ground, God cursed because of the man's rebellion. Oh, wait a minute. You mean it's for him and for her? Yes. Take a look at Genesis 5, 29. The only other place this word is used. And that's where the parents of Noah talk about, they both have that same problem. So male or female, anybody that's out there working the ground has this sorrowful toil. Does that sound like childbirth? No. And yet most translations put in the idea of birth pangs. It is not about birth pangs. Okay? What is it about? It's about field work. It's about working the soil with your hands. Moving on. Question, so did they grade it? Did they pass or did they fail in that version? It'd be fun. I'd like somebody, you know, give us give us your, your grade at the end. How did that translation work out? Number two, still in line one, heron. Heron is the fourth of the four words in Hebrew, and it means conception, or it could mean pregnancies. It's a uh, it's the kind of a Hebrew word that has is a singular word, but it could it can contain multiple possibilities in it. There's a technical word for that. I don't remember it right now at the moment. So conception or pregnancies. Well, this is the key idea. It's not the word childbirth, okay? It's conception or pregnancies. So uh, we have a new one, a new person. Hi, welcome uh, from South Africa. Uh, it's coming on. So uh, we're talking. We're going through a list here of a pass-fail. Pass-fail worksheet, grade, pick a Bible version and grade it, see how they're doing on Genesis 3.16. So... Number two, does your Bible translation convey the meaning of conception or pregnancies? This is important because heron means the offspring who would crush the head of the serpent tempter. 
you're going to have conception of your seed. Look at verse 15. And that seed or that offspring will crush the head of the serpent tempter. So did your translation pass or fail? Number three, etzev. Now we're down to line two. By the way, in line one, God says, I'm going to do something new. And the rest of the verse, he's just telling her, teaching her. He's not, not adding anything else new. That's important when you get to line two, first word, etzev. That's translated grief. Joy would prefer, I think, the two words, psychological sorrow. All right, psychological sorrow or grief, not birth pangs. It's got nothing to do with birth pangs. How do we know? Well, think about the psychological sorrow the woman had in raising up and watching her children grow. Oh, who were her children? Well, we know the names of a couple of them. Cain. And he was the firstborn. Was he going to be the fulfillment of uh, the conception of offspring who would crush the head of Satan? No. In fact, he crushed the head. I don't know if it was that way, but he did. He, he killed his brother. Think of the psychological sorrow she had from that. Number four, so pass or fail on your translation. Number four, yatsar banim. There's two Hebrew words. Bring forth children. Most translations make it look like it's all about childbirth. Again, they're making God stutter, but he didn't say that. He didn't talk about childbirth in the first line. He didn't talk about childbirth in the second line. I'll take a look at the verb, yatsar. Yatsar, uh, most translations, I'm afraid, make it look like, again, childbirth, but it it's, it appears all over the place in Genesis 4.18, four times, Yatsar. And there, the old King James said, so-and-so begat so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, the NIV said, was the father of, because it's four men and four boys. You know, So-and-so was the father of, who was the father of, who was the, this is Yatsar. We can translate it, I think, better. Was the parent of. So Yatsar Banim. Joyce says, yeah, was the parent of, but the Hebrew word, maybe can we can just translate it bring forth children. Uh, and we have my, my number five coming in from California. We're working through a worksheet here and uh, we're talking about the True 316 pass-fail worksheet. Does the Bible version in front of you pass or fail on the good news and the bad news that's revealed in 316? So line one, does it show toil for Itzimbon? Does it show conception for Heron, pass or fail? Line two, does it show grief for Etzev? Does it show bring forth children for Yatsar Banim? So again, Yatsar means to be the parent of, and Banim means simply children, kids. And that's important because this is the fulfillment of the creation mandate, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, Genesis 1.28. And it's the fulfillment of the Protevangelium, the first announcement of the gospel in Genesis 3.15. So how does your translation do? Do they pass or fail? And I'm afraid most of them that I've looked at do not pass. Number five out of six, we're down to line three. Teshuka, which means desire, not twisted or turning. Why is it desire? Well, it's a simple word. If you compare it with Song of Solomon, verse 710, Song of Solomon 710, what are you going to see? You're going to see that his desire is for me. So Solomon's desire for his wife was good in this beautiful song of love in Song of Solomon. Is it possible that Eve had wonderful desire for her, for her husband? Well, she had not rebelled. Her heart was not 
twisted up anymore or getting twisted. And she still had affection for her husband. I told Joy, I said, we had to put the word love in here instead of for desire. Your love is for your husband. She said, well, I'm sticking with the Hebrew translation as much as I can. We can at least say affection. Okay, so your desire or your affection is for your husband. Does your translation show that? Is it a positive? Is it, that's why it's green here. Is it a positive? Is that where they show it? Or do they show it as a negative, like you're turning away or something like that? And then line four, so three and four, lines three and four go together. We've got a green in line three. We've got a red in line four. The verb there in Hebrew is mashal. That verb is kind of a flexible verb. It's used a lot of places. But there is one that I, another one I found where the uh, Philistines rule over the, the Israelites. So it, it can be used in a bad way. And uh, this is God's warning to her. God's talking to the woman not God's command to the man. He's not talking to the man. He's not saying to him, I want you to rule over her. He's saying to her, look out. He wants, he, his desire is to rule over you. Now, who should do the ruling? Well, God ruled over each. He ruled over the man. He ruled over the woman. He ruled over them. He rules over us. And yet, if the man rules over her, he's going to usurp God's proper place. Well, he'd already done that. When he decided knowingly to rebel and to act against God's proscription not to eat, he took God, you know, he displaced God from the throne over him and he put himself on the throne. So he ruled over himself and now he's going to rule over her. And that's, that's what we've seen all over through the history of the world. It's a terrible thing. Is that clear in your translation? Some of them are kind of iffy. You can give it a pass or a fail if you want. So let's give it a score failed on how many points? So for example, say this version, the ESV, failed six out of six times or one out of six times, whatever it is, you can give it a grade. And that's how we work our way through the true 316 pass-fail worksheet on Genesis 3.16. Does the version you're checking show the meaning of the Hebrew words? There's bad news and there's good news. And basically, that's a wonderful thing because after the attack, you know, you might think, and you've heard people preach this, there's all bad news. There's nothing but judgment and condemnation and curses all over the place. And my wife, Joy, points out, no, no, there's, there's a lot of good news here, even to the woman. And Mac, in fact, especially to the woman in Genesis 3.16. So if you could do this worksheet, I'd like you to give me a... a the results of your translation you're looking at, just send it to me, bruce at true316.com, and uh, we can start combi combining and seeing what people, how they're grading the various translations. True 316 Foundation is the home of the Eden Podcast. Join us for $3.16 a month or more. Let's true the verses on the key passages on women and men. Go to true316.com slash partner. I'm Dr. Joy Fleming, co-founder of the True 316 Foundation. We mention many great books on the Eden Podcast. We are making them available to you for purchase on our website at true316.com slash truebooks. That's true316.com slash T-R-U-B-O-O-K-S. These books are by our own True 316 authors, such as Bruce and myself, and by our guests on the Eden Podcast. By purchasing these books on True316.com, the True316 Foundation will be helped with a small commission. 
and the authors will benefit directly from the sales. We add titles regularly to our site, so check today and do some shopping at true316.com slash trubooks. true316.com slash truebooks. True 316 is strengthening and encouraging many, and we're getting stories every day of lives changed through our ministry. We're the home of the Eden podcast, and we're getting the word out that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. Our volunteer help is wonderful, and we grow stronger with each new true partner who gives to the True 316 Foundation so that we can cover the costs to do the technical work of the Eden podcast, to coordinate our true school workshops like the two-week Eden workshop on Genesis 2 and 3, and to make the True 316 Foundation function in its outreach to scholars and students around the world. You can give now with a one-time gift. And better still, you can join now and become a monthly donor. We call our monthly donors our true partners. Please join now by going to true316.com slash partner.